0: It's Hacker Public Radio. We're singing a song to let you know that it's the time to start the show on Hacker Public Radio. I am Morgellan, the low tech mystic, and you? <laughs> <laughs> you, my friends, would be listening to another fine episode of Hacker Public Radio being broadcast live into the time stream for Friday, August 8th, 2008. And I just got braces and the really hard to say. <laughs> But anyway, how's it going, man? <laughs> <laughs> or gals, however, ladies, people what out to see, it's just I keep digging in my ditches so How? How are y'all doing? I'm doing all right. Hope y'all are having a good week. Um, it's the end of the week. I uh, hope everything's going well for y'all. Uh thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you guys are uh keeping up with uh this daily radio show and its awesome goodness. This is uh community supported, which means yes, even I count. Because just me being a fleshbag and like being here, I'm there for like community and get to uh record into my microphone, and, uh, yeah. (laughs) So, um, woohoo! Today, um, I want to talk about electronics. I want to just kick back, uh, take it easy and have, obviously, just another laid-back and fun episode. So, hopefully, um... Maybe over the weekend, or on your way home, or whatever. This is gonna be kind of just a laid back rambling episode. So when you got a couple, of mi- well, <laughs> more than a couple of minutes. But when you got some time and you wanna sit back and listen, hey, I'll be here. And we can talk about the basics of electronics, okay? So. Okay, cool. Alright, here we go. We're gonna talk about electronics. So basically I need to specify that obviously electronics works off electricity, and electricity comes in two forms. You've got AC and DC. AC would stand for alternating current, and DC would stand for direct current. And that's about as far as I'm going to go into it here. Today, uh, all the stuff we're going to be talking and referencing in the form of electricity is going to be DC, which means direct current. And as far as keeping it simple, that's we're talking about batteries, basically um, anything that is coming out of a battery. If you're not plugging it into a wall, meaning it's running off a battery, yes, even your car, that's DC. Now, your alternator, that's AC, but your battery, anything that's battery-powered, your cell phone, whatever, that's that's all DC. And we're going to be talking about electronics, which means low voltages. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about systems that use 5 volts or less. So your car, yes, it has a battery, and it's running in DC, but that would be called an electrical system. Hold, notice the difference on the end? Electronics, electrical. So you just kind of learn a nice little uh, kind of general rule of thumb kind of tool. So if you hear somebody say electronics, they're usually talking about something that's lower voltages as opposed to something that's electrical, and electrical can kill you. Whereas, electronics, it can make, like I said, poo your pants, uh, make your day not so happy. But it's not going to kill you. Hopefully. So, but today we're going to be talking about, like I said, low voltage systems, 5 volt systems. Because we're going to be talking about the logic gates. Oh, logic gates! Oh yeah! And, uh, awesomely, there are 7 logic gates. So, uh, basically, before we start talking about logic, Aids, before we even start talking about logic, because, whoa, buddy, you and logic, dangerous stuff here. Like, see, I just moved that metal thing away, so I can't bang it anymore. yes, you, yeah, you in the back, you are welcome. I'm sorry, man. So... Where was I? Okay, so we're going to be talking about logic gates, but before I guess I can really jump into logic gates, because logic gates are kind of a foundation of, you know, how electronics today work and kind of the grandfathers of stuff and what we've built upon. So, me being a person who enjoys electronics, that's kinda of one of the things that hopefully with today's episode and my rambling along, is that hopefully, you know, as you open up your computer or see some kinda other of electronics, like the quote unquote guts, where you see the little green PCB board and all the little black components and stuff. Well hey, remember like those little black rectangular like chips? Yeah, those are IC chips. That stands for integrated circuit chips. And logic gates kind of compose up, you know, a family of those looking chips. So, you know, hopefully uh, listening to me ramble on a little bit and a little bit more each time we can learn a little bit more of what's going on inside our systems and hopefully get a basic understanding of electronics and the systems and what's going on. So basically, uh, in talking about logic gates, we're going to be talking about a digital system. And uh, a digital system, as uh, I'm talking to a computer user, hopefully, I, I don't know. Well, somebody listening to Hacker Public Radio. See, I I make the assumption. I assume. We know what happens, man. Don't do this. Okay, so there's two kinds of systems in electronics. We have digital and analog. Digital is a yes or no. It's on or off. It's high or low. It's one or zero. Where analog? Analog can come in any shape, size, or form, and varies. It's It's crazy, man. It's analog. It's chaos. So, this whole digital is the only thing that separates between you and me and it's analog chaos. So, let's give a better example of what I'm talking about. So, if you will... Here we have a good example of a digital system. We either have a tone or silence. It's either a high or a low. It's either on or it's off. This is a discrete system. So it's either something or it's not. It's like a light. It's either on or it's off. So this is a good way to kind of think of how a digital system exists. Now we have the sound of chaos. This random noise we hear in the background, this represents the analog signal, where before we had a series of tones, now we have noise everywhere. So, now, I have sense of silence. That noise, to go and pick out a signal, is very different than going out and picking a signal in the digital system. So, with that little bit of example uh, given, we're going to today talk about, a digital system which is much easier to deal with obviously because it's either a tone or silence it's either on or off it's high or low it's a one or a zero so it's either true or it's false so you'll hear a lot of different terminology for digital systems and how they function uh, depending on what kind of person is designing the system, and a lot uh, depending on age as well. An older person may be more inclined to say true or false, as opposed to um, high or low. Or um, myself, who I'm constantly want to say one or zero. Like as being involved with computers, you're looking at you know the computer and ones and zeros, and you know the matrix and little green ones and zeros flying everywhere. So, if we 're going to talk about a digital system, of course, we have to have a way to deal with all these ones and zeros, uh, a series of tones in silence it 's just a series of tones in silence unless we have something to do with it or a way to analyze it and do something based on these conditions, which kind of sounds a little bit like logic we're getting dangerous so with a little bit of logic here. We're going to step into the world of logic gates. I'm going to apologize to the guy in the back, and... Oh! The first logic gate! Whee! Okay, I'm putting it down. Okay, there are seven logic gates, and uh, basically, logic gate has at least or more inputs, except for one, there's one exclusion, but we have an input, and based on an input, we have a logic that says we do something based on what the input is. So our first example, the first gate, is the AND gate, like you and me, yeah, the AND gate. So basically, you've got at least two inputs for the AND gate, and it has one output, So in order for the output of the AND gate to change state, say to go from a 0 to a 1 or from silence to a tone, then we have to have a change of states on all of the inputs. So whether you have two inputs or you have insert n number of inputs in order for the output of the AND gate to change, all the inputs must change. And so in a digital system, this means all the inputs go from 0 to 1, or high, or from low to high. And then when all the inputs are high, thus the output is high. And that is the AND gate. Um, I hope I'm doing an okay job of explaining this. I'm probably butchering it, but... I'm kind of nervous on how to explain it. So I'm going to go to the next gate. So the next gate is the OR gate. The OR gate has at least a minimum of two inputs. Like I said, you're going to have two or more. But got to have at least two for the OR gate. Now the OR gate, it's a little less picky than the AND gate. So if we have a change of state on either one of or any of the inputs... On the OR gate then the output will change and so if we have one or more changes of the inputs then the output changes so it can be one it can be two it can be all of them but at least one of them has to change and then the output changes on the OR gate the next gate is the NOT gate and the NOT gate is pretty much the inverter so, and this has one input and one output. And it's the basic and most simplest of the gates. The NOT gate pretty much reverses whatever signal comes in. So if you're getting a high coming in, it's going to output a low. If you get a low input, it's going to output a high. Which is pretty much reverses whatever's going in. So, that's pretty simple. The next gate is the NAND gate. ...which is AND with an N in front of it. So that's N-A-N-D. Nancy Alpha, Nancy Donald. (laughs) NAND. But the NAND gate works the exact opposite way of the AND gate. So it basically has a little inverter on the output. Basically a NOT gate (laughs) on the output of the AND gate. But it's called a NAND gate. So in order for the state to change on the nand gate the output is always high assuming that there's no change of state on the inputs in order for the state of the nand gate the output to drop to a low then all the inputs have to be a high so they all have to be one they all have to be true You know, have to have a tone, (laughs) whatever analogy we're going to use. They all have to have an active input in order for the output to be nothing or zero or false. (laughs) So that is the NAND gate. The NAND gate is basically, it's the actual, it's been referred to as the mother of all gates. Really, you can do... Any of the gates with a NAND gate. The NAND gate really is probably the most commonly used of the uh, logic gates because, one way or another, you can do what you want to do. Um, also, as a side note, if you are interested to this point, I'm assuming you are. If you're still listening, or <laughs> you just you're glutton for punishment, uh, do a search on Google videos for. Uh, the, the string that you want to search for is from NAND to Tetris in 12 steps. And basically it's a talk, uh, from an M- MIT professor who basically makes a small computer, uh, out of NAND gates, out of logic gates. So, <laughs> yeah, logic gates are really powerful depending on how you want to use them. That's kind of an extreme case, but it's very interesting because using all these logic gates uh, – basically, well, using NAND, uh, NAND chips to make logic – all the other logic gates and basically everything else to uh, have a small computer that actually can play Tetris along with some other stuff. It's very impressive. But we're going to continue moving forward now uh, with the other gates, because we have covered four of the seven logic gates. So the next gate is the NOR gate. It's N-O-R. That's Nancy Orwell Richard NOR. And the NOR gate is basically the inverted uh, OR gate. So basically the opposite rules apply of the OR gate, just like the NAND and the AND. Same thing for OR and NOR. So the output of the NOR gate is going to be high unless all the inputs of the NOR... Excuse me. Back, back up. Let's try again, my friends. The output of the NOR gate is going to be high unless any of the inputs... Change. So if the inputs go from 0 to 1 on any or all of the inputs, then the output of the NOR gate will go to low, 0, false. So that's basically how the NOR gate works. The next gate is the XOR gate, which is the letter XOR. So XOR. Is how we pronounce it. Or how I pronounce it. Mm -mm. (laughs) But the XOR gate. uh, Works like the OR gate. But it's a little bit more picky. So the XOR gate. Works on. um, It's going to have. The output is going to be. Zero. Or it's going to be low. As long as. None of the inputs or just, oh, none of the inputs, or all of the, sorry, I'm trying to remember, I have to do my little finger thing, (laughs) and you can't see my finger thing, and anyway, (laughs) in order for the, the status of the XOR gate output to change, we have to have one, but not all of the inputs change. So say you've got two inputs and one output for your XOR gate as I bumble along trying to describe. We got two inputs and one output. If you've got a change of signal on one input, then you're gonna have a high output. But if you have a change of state or a high input on both those inputs, Mm. then the output drops to zero or goes back to the same thing as if none of them were active um the last gate is the um the xnor is going to be the last gate in this rambling bumbling series (laughs) of logic gates with no logic host (laughs) But the XNOR gate is the opposite of the XOR gate So the output of the XNOR gate is going to be high Assuming that there's no input Or we have a high input from all the inputs So if we have a change of status on any of the inputs But it's not all of them Then the output is going to be zero and uh, i'm going to go ahead and stop right there with my beautiful uh verbal descriptions of the logic gates and basically um basically that's what is going on with the logic gates um, Logic gates are very useful in electronics because uh um, for example you can use interface them up with uh, different sensors to uh be able to know what's going on so you could have for example um A daylight sensor that is a perfect example of a not gate that's pretty much an inverter so if the daylight sensor senses sunlight then it turns your light off to conserve electricity because you don't need to have a light on during the daytime but at nighttime in the absence of sunlight then it turns on the light basically an inverter of its input that's an easy example we'll stick with that one Um, another way that Uh, Logic gates can be Represented is In truth tables and it's kind of An easier way to kind (laughs) of As opposed to listen to me ramble About what A logic gate is and how it works You can also do like truth tables So basically uh, If you want to play the home game uh, Take a piece of paper here Let's, Let's get our piece of paper here I got my paper and um, get your ink pen pencil. Balikofo uh, or lapis, your pen or pencil. Here we go. And our piece of paper. <laughs> I feel like a certain radio host and I. Formerly nicotine stained hands. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, so at the top of our piece of paper here, let's write the letters A, B, and Y. Okay, and A and B. Are going to stand for our two inputs and Y is going to stand for our output and this is kind of a standard uh, uh, how you write up your inputs and outputs for a logic gate so all your inputs they start with A so if you have uh, let's say four inputs they would be A B C and D and your output is Y because that's your output <laughs> Um, that's, that's how that rolls. So let's say, let's take our example, and we've got A, B, and Y at the top of the piece of paper. Now let's draw a line down the page in between each letter. So now we've got a A row, we've got a, our column, uh, we've got a B column, and then we've got a C, or, (laughs) what is that? We've got an A, B, and Y column. And then underneath each column, we can have, um... Basically a truth table of 1s and zeros representing the states of whatever gate we want to make the truth table of. So let's do the AND gate, A-N-D, the AND gate, the first one that we talked about. And so if we're going to do the truth table for an AND gate, if A input was 0 saying there was no input on A, Let's, let's write a 0 underneath the first column for A there in that first row. And no input on B. Then the output, Y, is going to be 0. So our first row is zero, zero, 0, Our next row, let's put an input on A. So we'll write a 1. And then we'll have no input on B. We'll have a 0. And then our output, that's going to be 0. Because there's a high on only one of the inputs. So our... Next row, will have no input on A, but we'll have an input on B. And then our output, Y, is still going to be 0, because there's only one input, and we have, our only one change of state on one input, and we have two inputs. So for our next row, let's write a 1 under A, and then let's also write a 1 under B, representing we have a high on both our inputs, Thus y is going to be 1, our output, because we have a change of state on all of our inputs. So this is a basic truth table if you've been playing the home game. And, uh, you know, if you look online, if you do a search for logic gates, if you are so interested by this episode, um, and you want further knowledge, doing a simple search, you're going to find a lot of complex things. Uh, you want to look for electrical systems, um, electronics uh Keep in mind, you know, look for digital logic, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, some of it can get a little overwhelming if you start looking in the wrong areas. So uh keep that in mind. But that little home game that we just did there, that's how you can make the truth table for basically any kind of logic gate and however kind of system you've got set up. Another way to deal with this is something that's known as Boolean Algebra. And Boolean algebra is a way to set up formulas and equations to deal with tying together a whole bunch of different gates. If you start tying together NAND gates and OR gates and depending on what you want to happen in, what kind of scenario and what kind of sensors you have feeding input, whether they're going to alarms or lights or, you know, rotate or, you know, what, no telling. It's, it's your situation. So in order to write, a you know, a nice little equation, depending on what you want to happen based on what kind of input, you can use Boolean algebra. And Boolean algebra is kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a weird, twisted uh, form of algebra, but it's really not complicated. I know the first time that uh, we went over it uh, in school, everybody seemed to have a real hard problem with it. Nobody really liked it, but once I kind of got it, it got a little trick to it, and It's kinda like a little game, and once you get it down, it, I don't know, for me, it was like a little puzzle game, and I really enjoyed, (laughs) especially when we had large test segments devoted to Boolean algebra, it was, it was kinda easy money, you know, it was, hey, let's play a game and get a high score on the test. (laughs) Hoorah! But um also um as I mentioned earlier when I talked about the little black IC the little black rectangular IC packages, um those right there those are integrated circuits. Those are also what we would call TTLs, which stands for transistor to transistor logic. And basically each one of those little chips can have multiple gates inside. And there are uh there are many common Packages. The packages is another way of referring to those little black IC chips. We call them packages. So uh, there are very uh, many packages that are common out there so if you were to say go down to your local radio shack and walk into the back where they have all that the scary bins and you know the real skinny bins which you slide open and they got all the weird electronic components and stuff and you know it seems like there should be tools or something in there you know but they're they're way too flimsy and kind of scary because they're all the way in the back and you know I don't want to go back there because people think you might be making bones or something scary. But that's where all the cool stuff is. So if you go back in there and, you know, you should look... Look for the little drawer that has something like TTL on it or something like that. And, you know, you know see some – all kinds of different uh ICs and packages and stuff like that in there. And if you look in there, you may see some that are like the 7400 series. These are the – uh it's the family for logic gates and stuff like that. So um, – The most common is the 7400, which is the NAND gate. And the 7400 is a little IC, which has 14 pins and contains four NAND gates in one little chip. So that's kind of neat. And from there, like I said, the family goes on. I'm not going to sit here and read out, you know, the the whole family of IC components because that would just get terribly boring. But, um... Basically it just expands from there And uh Really um, From here we can kind of If you guys want <laughs> If this is alright and made some kind of sense You know this is kind of a basic Foundation of Of electronics And basic digital Systems and from here yeah, <clears throat> have the, mm, it, it have a little tasty uh, <clears> Tastes <throat> like chicken From here you have a basic foundation to start building upon higher ideas such as uh, like clocks and memory And being able to do other things based on other input and stuff like that So logic gates are just wonderful ways for handling inputs and outputs and doing stuff based on other stuff Wow. Okay, so I think I've rambled on long enough. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed me listening talk about electronics. Uh, you guys that asked for it. You asked for it, so I hope it was alright. If you guys want to hear more, let me know. I can ramble on for electronics more and more, or hopefully uh, if I can adjust any advice whatever, go more in depth, whatever, just keep doing it, however, let me know, and we'll keep doing it, because I love electronics, and if people are interested in how to do stuff, whatever, and if I can help, (laughs) you know, please let me know, because, hey, electronics and hardware is awesome, so thanks to all you guys that write the awesome software, but I love the hardware, so until next week, uh, you know, this has been Hacker Public Radio, later baby. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs. Here on KHPR Radio, bringing you in the midnight hours, all midnight long, on the radio DJ station for all night radio listening, KHPR Radio. KHPR Radio.